Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy Joseph, aka Jay with the Grits. And I am back once again with my man Leon. What's poppin', Leon? What's good, man? What's good? Excited to be back, man. It's been a minute since I seen you here, man. Yeah, it's you been a while, but it's good to be back. You know, we've been holding it down. It looks like we're both in a, on the same wavelength. We both got red on today. Yeah, <laughs> man. Great, great minds thinking like that's what they say. You know, and this is for everybody tuning in. You are now listening to the Morning Grizz podcast, where we talk about sports in a raw and authentic way. And what we're bringing to you is another episode of Grits on the Go. And Grits on the Go is, hey, anytime me and Leon, we just might pop up and give you the raw about what's going on in sports. And remember, the thing about Grits on the Go is that there is no written content. This is straight raw. This is straight authentic, coming off the top of the head, just really giving you guys how we feel about sports. Um, and so, I mean, there is a lot going on in basketball currently. Um, you know, LaMelo Ball just got through playing in L.A. He said that he wasn't phased by playing with LeBron whatsoever. Me, I, I took that as maybe, maybe, maybe you lying, LaMelo. You, you got to be uh, excited about playing against one of the greatest of all time, LeBron James, playing in the Staples Center, uh, playing in L.A., you know, coming back home. You're playing for Jordan. You know, you, 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 what's there not to be excited about that type of situation, Leon? Um, I love the – first off, let me start by saying I love the family. I think that they're – you know what Lavar has done with his his sons is is uh, remarkable. That that's a father's dream, you know. Uh, but on on another token, you know they are uh, privileged. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been around stars uh, his whole high school career. You know they would come to his games to watch him, and so. It's a little. It looked like it's a little different for him. Him like he's used to the to the stage already, which he's which he is. Because in high school it was packed; you couldn't even get in the gyms when they were playing. And so they have already been in the spotlight for so long. You know, to him it's it's another game. But on the other token, you know, it's LeBron James. You don't, you, you know, you, you probably grew up watching him and, you know, and, and probably one of the players that you grew up idolizing. So I, I'm pretty sure he had some type of nerve. I mean, but he played well. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. he played well. He had a wonderful game. He scored, I think, 25 points, 24, 25 yes. points. 26 um, points. And he, he definitely – uh, put himself in a position to be a leader in this NBA in the years to come. Yeah, he did, man. Hey, Lamelo's been balling all year, and especially ever since he came into the to starting lineup. Um, you know, me personally, you already know, Leon. I mean, we talk about Lamelo all the time here because we love the family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we love Lavar. Lavar always keeps it a hundred. Um, you know, a lot of what Lavar has said has some things have been off the wall, but a lot of things that he has said about his boys have really come true. Um, you know, we're just waiting for Jello to really get into the league and stick, you know. Uh, but other than that, you know, Lavar's kind of been accurate. And, you know, LaMelo Ball has been playing mm-hmm. up to the potential. You know, he hasn't had that criticism that Lonzo mm-hmm. got because I think everybody didn't know how to deal with, with LaVar Ball at that time, really pumping up Lonzo. But if you look at LaMelo, his season that he's having as a rookie, 
Uh, yes, most of the games have been playing against the mm-hmm. East, but last night he did show up. But what guard or big guard don't don't you know score over twenty points against the Lakers? And that's the whole thing. You know, does that really in, you know identify or show the game of Lamelo Ball yesterday? And I think it does. I think it kind of solidifies him. Um, you know, especially going against LeBron, especially going against that Lakers defense where he was, uh, he wasn't able to penetrate against that defense at all. You know, he had to settle for a lot of uh, outside shots, but he was able to pick his spots uh, in the second half, especially. He was able to get to the free throw line. He was able to pass the ball very well. Um, Not a lot of live passes going on against the Lakers because their interior defense is still pretty solid, even without Anthony Davis. But Lonzo Ball, Leon, Lonzo Ball has been balling also. He's been having a great season. Some people, hey, he might get traded. I don't know what's, what's going on with this with this situation. Is LaMelo Ball the real deal? Is he the rookie of the year? <clears throat> um, Right now, of course. I mean, there's just – I mean, the way he's playing is – is I, th- I didn't think anybody expected him to play as well as he's playing right now. Um, he could have possibly been the number one pick. You know, um, Anthony over there balling too. Um, yeah. So I, I think you can't really you can't really go wrong with either one of them. But I think right now, Lamelo is 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 the dream child, and so anything he does is is well and is good. And he's playing he's playing like it. You know, uh, he's the real deal. You know, Lonzo been saying it since he came into the league that his brother was better than him, had a better jumper than him. Lamelo is going to be okay because when Lamelo don't score, he can he can create opportunities. His IQ right. is is through the roof, and so with that being said, um, he's going to be an effective player. I mean, even when he's not having an off night, he's going to be able to uh, distribute the ball. He's going to be able to rebound the ball. He's a good rebounding guard. He's a good assist guy. And so he's going to be okay. He remind me of a smaller LeBron James, you know, because mm. he's a triple threat every night. You know, he right. got to put some, he got to put some weight on, but yeah. his IQ is as high. It's where LeBron's is, and it's only going to get better. But I would like to see him in the playoffs when the game tighten up and get tough. You know, he don't yeah. have nothing in his back pocket, and that no, he's going to get touched. You know, and so that's going to define if you gonna if you gonna make a, a, a franchise successful is if you can get them in the playoffs and get them some wins and ultimately win the title. So I'm interested to see because right now they're sitting in that fifth spot, and so uh-huh. I like them there in that fifth spot. I think they'll be good, but I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see how he performs in the playoffs when the when the stage, the biggest stage in the world. There's no stage like that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's kind of battle tested when they get into the playoffs. Um, he was on the ground a lot. You, you kind of mentioned right. that he was like light in the pocket. He was on the ground a lot last night. Um, the Lakers are a physical team. You know, the Lakers, when they want to, they get up in your chest. You know, mm-hmm. they will they will knock you off. They'll set some illegal screens. You know, they'll put you on the floor a couple of times in a in in game. Um, yeah. But you also talked yeah. about him not having size. They'll touch you. Yeah, they will. And you, so you talked about him not having size. And then you mentioned Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Man. Anthony Edwards looks really polished, Leon. Mm-hmm. And he got even better with his new role, with his new coach. The dude that they got from Toronto, he looks Man. so much better ever since he's mm-hmm. he's got the green light, Leon. This dude had 42 points last night. Yeah. Yeah. Man, look, I, this dude, and this is why he's my potential rookie of the year. Yeah. 
Because if you look at Anthony Edwards' game, I think I said Evans earlier, my bad. Anthony Edwards' game, this guy is all around. He's a high flyer. He plays at the rim. He's, he can get to the cup at will. He's strong. He can strong he can, and can finish and will dunk on you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you you know, the only thing I think that LaMelo have over him is, is maybe LaMelo IQ is a little higher. But Anthony Edwards is a machine. And like I yeah. said, I think that the, the, the race is going to be neck and neck. You know, yeah. even though LaMelo won rookie of the year the last couple of, couple of months, um, it could be the same. I mean, it, it could it could have easily been Anthony Edwards too. So I like I like what he's doing over there. I mean, that goes to show you if you got the right coach in place, a player can right. thrive. And so right. he's thriving. He's got the green light. He's there. He's their future. He's their um, he's their franchise player. And so and he's he's living up to it. I'm very impressed with Anthony Edwards. Right, cat, cat. You know, no disrespect to cat. Cat's got game. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell like cat's yeah. body's kind of like. You know, fade away. His athleticism is not there like it used to be. Um, but mm-hmm. the franchise is Anthony Edwards, man. And that's something that I posted last mm-hmm. night, especially on Instagram. I posted it on the Morning Grits page. Um, I said that Anthony Edwards is the franchise. And Leon, he is. Uh, the kid is built. He's built like yeah. LeBron, um, like a younger LeBron. Um, he can shoot the jumper, like you said, Leon. He, he's just an all-around player. And uh, his uh, basketball IQ is going to get better. And you can watch the tutelage of the players, the older players that they're giving him, and he's soaking up all of it, bro. And even with the new coach mm-hmm. coming over from Toronto, and I don't even know his name. I'm sorry. I don't even know the name of the coach. But you look at the emergence of Fred Van Fleet. You look at OG Ananubi. You look at uh, Piao, you know, Siakam. You look at Norman Powell. You look at Kyle Lowry. You look at the players that have come out of Toronto, those younger players, since that coach has been there. The development of the Toronto Raptors has been really, really excellent um, to where those players are stars now or at least, you know, can be potential all-stars every year coming out of the East. That's what I expected from, you know, and was hoping to see was the development of uh, Anthony Edwards once this new coach came. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely agree. Um, I was watching when he played the Lakers, man. He's 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 going to be a force, uh, unstoppable force. Once he learns, um, and you could tell he's learning quick. But once he really learned the game, because the NBA he has the, he hasn't caught up to the NBA speed just yet. But right. when the game slowed down for that kid, yeah. and he's able to switch gears, and he's able to maneuver and find his spots and get his man, he's going to be a pro. Long. And so I'm excited because I think that even now LeBron could look on and say the NBA is in good hands with those, even just with those, with those two players, they're yeah. going to be transcendent type players. And, and, and so it's going to be fun to watch them for years to come, man. They, I think they're going to be, they're going to have battles. LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, I think they're going to have battles. Yeah. That's going to be the next two. It's like LeBron and Carmelo, yeah. you know, that's going to be like yeah. the next two. Uh, that's a really good comparison, LeBron and Camelo, and you have uh, similar players uh, yeah. within Edwards and, and, and Melo. But then you have guys that are already established, right? These guys that are established, uh, James Harden. James Harden is established. Um, some people feel that James Harden should be the MVP. You know me, myself, I'm pushing for Kyrie to be MVP of the league. 
I don't know if he can beat MVP just because of the fact that he's missed too many games. But the reason why I think Kyrie could be the MVP, Leon, is because Kyrie, I think, makes the difference of what James Harden is doing on the team. Um, I know James Harden went for 40 points, and he did it against the Pacers, and the Pacers got some all-star players over there, especially with Sabonis. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, man, um, I, I know they got Blake Griffin. You know, we haven't really talked much about that too much, but I definitely want to hear your side about the Brooklyn Nets where you think they might, like, kind of, you know, how, how do they position themselves with, with, uh, with, with getting Blake? Um, do you think, you know, Kyrie's MVP worthy? Do you think uh, Harden's MVP worthy? Durant's supposed to be coming back soon. Like, what you, what you think about that whole situation in Brooklyn? Uh, first, uh, first and foremost, let me start off by saying I do not think that Kyrie is MVP worthy. No, no, no. For one, Kyrie, he does like you said, he doesn't play enough games. Um, if he, if he, maybe if he could play a full season, he might be considered. But I, I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't consider anybody on the Nets an MVP. Okay. Anybody. Why is that? Um, and if I could, because they, they're stacked. Okay. Like, you, you, your skill is showing now because you have so many superstars on your team. You got three superstars. Three. When LeBron played in Miami, you had LeBron and you had a declining weight. And a Chris Bosch, who wasn't a superstar. Even that team, the Brooklyn Nets team, is way better than the Miami team. Yeah. Just yeah. talent wise. Right. So the game is easier. Like you no, no, no. You cannot win. Uh you can't you can't match what a Giannis is doing for the Bucks versus what Kyrie is doing for the Brooklyn Nets. The the game is too easy at that point. It's like 2K. It's like a 2K team. You got an all-star team. <laughs> like, if you put an all-star team up against the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets can beat that all-star team. Because <laughs> you got it, – it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, and then you, add, then you add Blake Griffin. Now, everybody's sleeping on Blake Griffin and saying Blake Griffin is washed. Blake Griffin mind is you, trash, Leon. He's trash. <clears throat> mind you. Mind you, before Greg, Greg uh, before he got hurt, or he just sat and lost lost interest, and then that's what that's what I believe happened with Detroit. He lost interest. He was twenty four points a game, twenty four points a game. Now you put that on the Brooklyn Nets, where he doesn't even have to be the second option. He don't have to be the third option. He's the fourth option. He's not you have a Blake option. Griffin as a fourth. Yes, he is. No, he's, a he's fourth not the fourth option. option. He's and not going to get start. Bro, he's a 20-plus guy a night. There's nobody on the roster other than that top three that's averaging 20 points. Sorry. He's the fourth guy. That You can't disrespect, disrespect Greg, Blake Griffin. He He's had a wonderful career. He's averaged 24, 25 points his whole career. And now you put that on a team. He is your fourth option. There's nobody on that team other than Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, that's qualified to be that fourth person other than Blake Griffin. There's nobody. I don't care about the shooters. 
I'm about to disrespect Blake Griffin. Why? Because I can. And I'm going to tell you why, Leon. Okay. Because Blake Griffin, he ever since he's been with Detroit, like, all right, I get what you're saying as far as, like, um, you know, you might lose interest and things like that. But when you're in a league and you're supposed to be, like, a crown superstar in this league, you don't lose interest. What you do is you go to these teams that might be weak and you still ball out and you pull up numbers. Any great leader or any great player that's on a team that might not have um, the best talent that's around them is going to average at least 24, 25 points. Look at Bradley Bill. Look at Giannis. Look at Trey Young out there in Atlanta. You know, um, look at all these teams that have don't have quality players or might have young players that are coming up and they're still averaging over 20-something points a game because they're motivated and they're putting their, their time, they're putting their energy, they're putting their mind into the game. They're playing with passion. So when it comes to Blake Griffin, he don't play with no heart. And when it comes to Blake Griffin, if you are in the league and you're playing from Detroit and you don't average that many points, that means you don't want to play basketball no more. Leon, he hasn't dunked the ball in two years. He hasn't, he has ever since 2018, he hasn't even averaged 20 points a game. And so, so to say that Blake Griffin is a viable fourth option when you have a $72 million man over in Brooklyn by the name of Joe Harris, who can shoot the three, who's opened up his game, who's opened up his skill, who's more efficient from the field, who's more all-around player than Blake Griffin is, I don't think that you can put Blake Griffin in that same category. Blake Griffin, is, is, is to me, is washed up. He is trash. Can he give them a couple of minutes a game? Yes, he can. But is he going to be like the end-all, be-all, and the difference maker in the series? No. Is he going to be the, the difference maker in one game maybe this season? Probably not. DeAndre Jordan is having, is going to do more in the offense that Blake Griffin can actually do. I feel that the offense with Blake Griffin, because his immobility and his uh, his mindset, Leon, I don't think he can actually uh, succeed over there in Brooklyn. There's, I, I disagree. I, I respectfully disagree. Um, so you're saying a, a, a player that 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 on a trash team should still average, you know, 20 points and still play like they, you know, want to play basketball. Now, mind exactly, you, let me, let, let me turn my – let's turn our eyes not, to James Harden. Let's but turn that's our very eyes to easy James to do Harden. In the okay. Let's turn our eyes to James Harden. Dude, everybody knew that James Harden was dogging it. Everybody knew that James Harden wanted to get – and he forced his way out of Houston. When you have an uninspired player – they're going to do that. That's part of the game. When you have you have I, you played under a coach that you didn't for two like. years for two that years for coach. three years yeah, for two years he's been trying to get out for two years. He played like thirty some games in two years, thirty eight games in two years, bro. I'm telling you, once you put like we were just saying earlier about Anthony Edwards, once you put a player under a coach where they feel like they can thrive. And you back with players that you play with, like a DeAndre Jordan, that can motivate you. Blake Griffin is going to be a problem because I remember when they played when Detroit played the Lakers a couple of years ago. They couldn't do nothing with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin went for like thirty-five on us. And so once you get uh, an inspired player, I think everybody is everybody's sleeping on Blake Griffin, and I don't know why he ain't done nothing wrong. He's he's injury prone, but. The dude is still a twenty-five night, uh, twenty-five night, and Joe Harris still got to prove that. He still has to prove that he's not. No, he he has never in his career put up Blake Griffin numbers. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He has he, yet he, to make the All Star. He, 
probably he, won't make the All-Star. He's not going to make the All-Star because he's a specialty type of player, and he no. hasn't had to. Don't forget, Joe Harris has only been in the league for about four, maybe five years now. His first couple of years, he was with Cleveland, and now he's here. He was a three-point shooter. He was a three. Blake three, Griffin went to the All-Star his, what, first, second year? Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin second year. Blake Griffin is kind of like Zion. When, when, when Blake Griffin came into the league, he was super flashy, high, like high-flyer mm. type of guy, high-motor type of guy, big, like, you know what I'm saying? And um, – but as far as stepping outside to shoot the jumper, he developed maybe a 15, 17-footer. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the three sometimes, but he's not, like, consistent with the three-point shot. What does D'Antoni like to do in his offense, which is Steve Nash's offense now? That offense is so spread to where you're playing pick-and-roll. Pick, you're playing a pick-and-lob game, you know, when it comes with the big men over there in Brooklyn. The floor is spread. That's why Joe Harris is more effective. That's why KD is going to be more effective. That's why Kyrie is so effective because Kyrie, one, can play off the ball and he can penetrate and create for other people. There's no way to really stop those three players when when you have the floor spread like that. But with Blake Griffin, you can't really spread the floor because he doesn't have that, that, that outside jumper that can be consistent that you can rely on. He has to be inside on the block. And when he's on the block, his post moves are very, very limited. He doesn't have a lot of game. That's why you're seeing the transcendence of Blake Griffin on a decline because he can't transcend and he hasn't transcended because if he, if he really had game, he would have showed it when he was in Detroit. When James Harden wants to get out of Houston, James Harden dropped 42 fat. James Harden was fat, came back, bro, and still dropped 42 in his first game, had 35 the next game. James Harden was putting in work. So, yeah, you might want to get off a team. You might want to have a bad attitude about doing that. And you might want to really say that you don't want to be there. It's like when you have a girlfriend and you don't want to be with her no more, but so you're just going to make her mad so she can break up with you. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. Right. That's how it is. But you have to take into account. I mean, I played under a bad coach. And I I, I knew, I know the feeling. You put a player where you feel like you're stuck and you're trying to get out. But then when you get under someone uh, that's going to push your career, like I said, you do, he's not even he, – he's going to be a fourth option. And he's – you don't have to worry about a Blake Griffin. When you have certain people on your team that make your team that good and you don't – they teams are not keying in on you on defense, do you know what that's going to do for him? Because you're going to have to double KD. You're going to have to even double Kyrie. And you're going to have to double with James Harden. You can't do that. So you have a Blake Griffin to roam the court <clears throat> as he will. That's going to make the game so much easier for Blake Griffin. He has never played with players that good in his whole career. He's he, he's going to get buckets. He's going to get lobbed. People saying he ain't dunk. Man, Blake Griffin can still dunk, bro. No, I'm sure he, he can, can still, still dunk. dunk. That's just people, people bringing that, bring people bringing it up. I guarantee you, Blake Griffin's still getting well over the rim. And so, I just feel that the game is going to be a lot easier for him. And I like Blake Griffin as a player, you know. And he just been dealt. He went to Detroit. He tried to make it work. It just seemed like the, the situation wasn't fitting. And, you know, he did what a lot of players do. You know, he just lost interest. It happened. He's not the first. You can't just point him out. He's definitely not the first. There's been several players that to do the same thing, 
and uh, lose interest. Like, look at Bledsoe. Bledsoe got a nice little contract, and what happened to Bledsoe? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just Bled- – now Bledsoe over there on the Pelicans, a, a, a second scrub. And that dude was a top tier when he was with the Clippers, a top tier point guard playing behind Chris Paul, went to the Suns, killing for the Suns, then ended up going to the Bucks, and now right. he was just – like what happened to Bledsoe? But, but like, that, what, that's a different that's a different situation, Leon. Like I don't, I don't think you can equate it to the two because Blake Griffin no. has always been paid, right? Blake Griffin has always been paid, and when Bledsoe Bledsoe still was garbage when he when he, or after he got that contract, and, and then he went to uh and then he went to uh to the Bucks. Phoenix. He didn't perform the way right. that he was supposed to with Milwaukee. No, he didn't. But he you did. don't know so, his situation. You don't know what situation was because he he definitely wasn't playing like the Bledsoe that was with Phoenix. Well Bledsoe has so to you be don't, Bledsoe you don't wasn't situation. used right in Milwaukee, but you're not gonna you're not gonna start him over you know George Hill, who George Hill was shooting like 39, 40, 42 percent from the three point line. I mean he was like number one in the league for for a year or two uh shooting the three so you can't start him over over George Hill who's a bigger guard who was more seasoned. But I mean, even in New Orleans, um, I don't think it's the right fit with him being with Stan Van Gundy. Maybe Stan Van Gundy was was an issue with with Blake Griffin because Stan Van Gundy wasn't the coach over there with Blake Griffin, and now Bledsoe. Uh, I don't even think Lonzo's being used properly with Stan Van Gundy. I love the way that Brand, you know Brandon Ingram is being used with Stan Van Gundy, and I also love the way that Zion's being used because Stan Van Gundy is one of those play uh, one of those coaches that uh, could, could could influence younger players. You know, he's really good at uh, cracking the skill of younger players. Um, but I don't think that's why Blake Griffin didn't perform anymore. You know, I I really think Blake mm-hmm. Griffin's skill just kind of like, just kind of depleted, you know. Um, I know you brought up the comparison with Bledsoe, and I, I understand where you're coming from. Right. Um, but I, th- I think you, you I think it's too premature to say that right now. Because for one, he hasn't played enough games. Um, and I think it's premature to say that Blake Griffin don't have nothing left in the tank. Yeah. I just think that that's premature. Now, if he gets over there and he sticks it up, then now you have a right to say that. But being under the wrong coach in the wrong situation, we both know how that goes. And I think it's extremely premature to say that Blake Griffin is washed up, especially what I've seen him do to my Lakers uh, when, <laughs> uh, two years ago in 2018. Past. He destroyed, the, he destroyed, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that it's too premature when you take a player that's not being used right. That's, that's, and look at what's happening to Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is not being used right. And is he producing? No, he's not producing. He's in the wrong situation. So guess who's trying to acquire Lonzo Ball right now as of this morning? The Los Angeles Clippers are trying to look at trade yeah. packages to get Lonzo Ball over to them because he's not being used right. You could tell Lonzo is not happy in this situation, in his role. You know, so you can tell, you can see how his play, you can see that he's not really interested. He's not putting everything he has into it. It's showing. And now you hear his name on the trade block because he's uh, he's not in the right situation. But I guarantee you, if you put Lonzo with the Clippers, yeah. I guarantee you he'll thrive because they need a Lonzo ball. They need somebody that can distribute the ball who's not looking to score all the time but has a high IQ. If he's put in the right situation, he will thrive. Same thing with Blake Griffin. It's, it's the same dynamics. So 
I believe that Lonzo is going to get traded. I'm I'm shocked that he's on a trade block because he's such a good player. He's been playing well, but you could tell yeah. that he's not fitting in the system. And so now he has to be moved. So same thing happened to Blake Griffin. I mean, he's not being paid as like Greg, Blake Griffin yet, but the same dynamic. Players are in the wrong situation and just trying to find a place where they can just hoop. Yeah, I think it's always been like that with the league, right? You can be a really, really great, skilled, talented player, but then you get caught up in the in the mm-hmm. wrong system on the wrong team at the wrong time, and then you can find yourself on the end of the rotation and never even get into a game, but only when it's like you know trash time or crunch time. You know, it's like two minutes left in the game and it's already a blowout. You know, uh, Lonzo Ball, bro. That's this good topic, Leon. Um, the Knicks are looking at him. Um, yeah. You know, the Clippers are looking at him, just like you said it came out today. Um, you know, when you look at a lot of players that have been moved. Uh, in the league this year, man, I think it creates more parity. Um, I think it, 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 you know, there's a lot, a lot, lot more talent in the league this year. Um, even the All Star game, um, I felt like there were no snubs. Uh, you know, a lot of players didn't get chosen for the All Star game that have put up great numbers. Um, you know, like like Trey Young, you know, um, Bam, even Bam out there in Miami. I know the team is not that great, uh, you know, this year, but I think that's a, a team to kind of look for. Uh, in the playoffs, you know, and them picking up Trevor Ariza, uh, I think was a, a really good addition. I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. Uh, he's been passed around a little bit, you know, within these last <laughs> couple, of, couple of years. But Trevor Ariza is a really big mm-hmm. acquisition for a young team. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of movement. P.J. Tucker just went to Milwaukee. And I think that's really great for Huge. them because it gives them another shooter. Huge. It's a really big deal. So let me hear, let me hear what you got to say about that because, I mean, yeah, you nodded your head real heavy with that. <clears throat> um, going back to, um, I think, what was the first trade that we were talking about? Um, we were talking about Lonzo going to the Clippers. Lonzo going to the Clippers, and then we are talking about P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, um, and, oh, yeah, reason to, to Miami. That's, that's where I want to touch first. Um, he fits their mode. He yeah. fits that gritty. Now, he's been passed around. I think he's been up to 19, maybe 11 teams in the past few years. <laughs> he's, he seems to can't find a home. He's always on the move. Um, but that's a great addition to Miami because if you think about Trevor Reason, you think about defense, you think about – now, when you talk about defense, you, you – you, use the word loosely because who can really play defense in the NBA as good as the offensive players are? Um, Look at Kawhi, supposed to be one of the best defenders in the league, and Paul George, and man, the way Luka... (laughs) I'm torching him, Leon. (laughs) The way Luka Luka the Don did the Clippers a couple nights ago was just, it it was terrible. I mean, he made Paul George look like a scrub. So when you say defense, we, we use the term loosely. I, I like team defense better than an individual defender, you know. <laughs> uh, but he's that D, he's a D3 guy. I think he shoots like 39, 38% from the three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's decent as far as the three. He's a gritty guy. He doesn't need to shoot the ball. He doesn't, you don't need to run any place for him. He just right. get out there. He loves to play basketball. He's going to give it 110% every time he steps on the court. So I think for Miami, that's a great pickup. Um, is that enough? No. 
Um, <laughs> Miami desperately needs a a big player. They they need a center. Um, I would love to see like an Andre Drummond, you know, somewhere that can make a force or be a presence on the inside of them because that's going to be their Achilles heel in the when they if they have to face the Sixers, if they have to face the Brooklyn Nets, you know, they're going to have issues. Even the Celtics. Um, so I I still don't like Miami uh, chances as far as reaching the finals again, but PJ Tucker to the Bucks is strong. Yeah, because you know. He's he's that gritty player. They and they need grit because uh, teams key in on Giannis too much, and in the playoffs. And um, to me, they they're just soft. You know, I like Giannis toughness, but he's still kind of soft. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's, he don't have a physical game. He's not. He don't have that physical presence where uh, a PJ Tucker can come in and be that enforcer. You right. know, and he can hit the three, and he can rebound the ball. So I think that that's a great addition to them. I definitely like their chances as far as uh, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think that that's a humongous pickup for them. If they can yep. stay healthy, I think that yep. they could definitely make some noise. I think they can be an issue for, uh, um, I don't know about the Brooklyn Nets, but maybe the Sixers, maybe. Um, but I like Stop. them third. I think they're third in the, in the East now. That puts them in the solid third. Uh, but overall, I like the move. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, very solid move. Leon, I was uh, thinking that P.J. Tucker might come to the Lakers. Um, I was even in, uh, you know, considering to – if we had to package up somebody to go to the Lakers uh, for P.J. Tucker to come, you know, uh, a viable option would have been Kuzma just because he's attractive, right? You know, um, but mm-hmm. when you look at the East, and I think that move – well, I don't think Brooklyn is going to come out the East anyway. That's just me. I know you knew that. Um, but I, I, I don't think Brooklyn's going to make it to the finals. Man, I don't. Um, and just because you have to, you have to bang. You know, the, you talked about the, the defense in the East right now. You talked about Miami. You talked about Philly. You talked about Boston. Those are four defensive teams that really lock in on their opponent. They extend their defense, defense out. And with the Brooklyn Nets, you would have to extend your defense. But those are also teams that do have an interior uh, aside from Miami. But – as you mentioned, team defense. All those teams play really great team defense. And when they're running man-to-man, when they're running matchup zone, when they're running the 3-2 or the 2-3 or the 1-2-1, one, 1-2-2-1, two, one, one, two, two, one, or whatever it is, 1-2-1, one, 1-2, two, one, one, two, what is it, Leon? 1-2-1-1. <laughs> one, 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 one. You know, when they're, <laughs> when they're running their defensive <laughs> sets, <laughs> when they're running their defensive sets, they're, they're, they, they know how to trap in the right spots of the floor. They know how to really get uh, and put pressure on the ball. And that's what I think is going to have some problems uh, for Brooklyn is the defense, you know, the the, 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 the really hard defense that's going to be played by these teams to where Milwaukee picking up uh, picking up P.J. Tucker, man, I think that puts him more, more into the number two, you know, in the East now. You know, when you're looking at my, my team is in the East, I guess I would say um, – Philly's still number one just because they have an all-around team. Uh, without Joel Embiid, obviously, that makes a really big difference. But I'm glad that his knee didn't really get busted. I'm glad it was only just a knee sprain because uh, he'll be back. You know, mm-hmm. it looked really bad. I know you saw that fall. Um, mm-hmm. But he'll be back, and he'll be and he's, and he's hungry, you know. And just them playing on the Doc Rivers, man, just adds a whole different dimension to their, to their character, to their team, you know, and how they play. 
but you still got the white there. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, you're losing some offense, yeah, but now you got Tobias Harris that could cook. And then you got Ben mm-hmm. Simmons who nobody can really stop. So they're not they're losing a lot with, with Joel, but they're still they're still a solid team that's gonna contend and it's gonna play deep. But now you got the Milwaukee Bucks, I think it just increases their defense because you got PJ Tucker who can guard anybody between the three, four, and also the five. And so it just makes them more versatile as a team. Their point guard situation is a little shaky, you know, with DiVincenzo. But, you know, that's a, that's a guard who's also heady. And, he, you know, he could kind of explode for a 20-point game if they need him to. Um, you know, Boston, I think they're going to come together. Um, my, my, my thing is, what are the Lakers going to do? You know, what are the, are the Lakers going to do anything? Do the Lakers have to do anything? Um, not talking out of fear because I'm not worried about those teams. I think the Lakers are still the team to beat. I think the Lakers are still the best team in the league. And LeBron just continues to show it. Two triple doubles, has a 37-point game last night, Leon. And he's just, uh, I don't know. Wait, did he score 37 last night? Um, or something like that. Some yeah, like that. Somewhere yeah, he has, mm-hmm. he, for no reason. For no reason at all. Just out there, just balling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and just really cooking. Mm-hmm. LeBron's the MVP of the league. Um, he's the best player in the league. And I, I, but I do think that the Lakers need to make a change, uh, just something to, to kind of match up against what, you know, the Brooklyn Nets might have. So we need that big man. Uh, what, what, what do you think about the Lakers coming out? What do you think about, you know, all this situation I just spoke about? Um, yeah, I, 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 um, I definitely agree with you, especially with the Sixers. I think that they, uh, but I also disagree um, Joel Embiid is a big part of what they're doing. Like he, yeah. without Joel Embiid, they're not even. They will fall to the AC. I don't think that really. Um, that you know, he he makes him that. I mean, that's why I will put him wow. second behind uh, James uh, LeBron James mm-hmm. uh, because take out Joel Embiid off that team. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just not because you know Ben Simmons is not what we thought he would be, um, and. He makes the game, Joel B makes the game so much easier for everybody else. He does. Because you have to pay so much attention to him. He's but he's virtually unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. stop Joel B. If he's right. playing and he got it running, he hits the three. He hits the mid-range. He gets in the post. He's strong. He's, you know, so, um, you know, I, I that's the only thing with them. Like, Joel B has to be healthy for them to even uh, compete with Brooklyn. Without without him, they have not a chance. I think Boston, um, you know, I'm kind of puzzled about Boston as to why it's not clicking the way it should. It's like something is going wrong or something is going on where these guys, they're, they're crazy talent, crazy right. talented, but it's just not coming together and that's that's alarming this at this point in the season it's right. very alarming you know teams are starting to gear up and hit in the, in, in the playoff uh mode and championship mode and, and you still see bosses struggling um right. brooklyn like i said i, I still think they're going to come out the east because it's just i'm now granted kevin durant is healthy granted kevin durant is healthy um which is alarming he's out so long, but I think that they're just being cautious. Um, but that is kind of alarming that he's out right. so long. 
But I can understand that because the Lakers are doing the same thing with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis won't be reevaluated because we don't need him for the next. But we three know weeks. that. We know that. Yeah. Like everybody knows that about Anthony Davis. Like everybody knows Anthony Davis can right. come back and play right now, and everybody knows that like like the Lakers mm-hmm. are just stalling time. But like you mentioned, KD, like right, right, yeah. We we just don't know, and I because I, I, I love KD as a player. I mean, I, you know, I think that he's 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 ring chasing. <laughs> Everybody on the Brooks are ring chasing, but you know it happens, whatever. But with the Lakers, I think that um, Lakers are okay. Lakers are good because, um, like, if you if you look at the way the Lakers are uh, structured, they're they're built for the playoffs. They're built for a slower paced game. Um, still the number one defensive team in the league. I would love to see them make a move, um, but I don't know if I want to move Kuzma um, right now in the season. But if I have to package Kuzma for a Buddy Hill, I'll make that trade. If I have to package Kuzma for Andre Drummond, I would definitely make that trade. Um, so I think Lakers, they don't need to, but if they do make a, a move and get a player like that, that will push them over, over the top. I still think the Lakers are the team to beat. Um, but I think that we still need a piece. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers are good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Lakers because I think that the teams that are going to end up playing the Lakers are going to have their hands full, no matter who we play. You can see now when the Lakers play somebody, it's just, they're, they're, they're in, they're in a certain mode. Like, you know, yeah. whether they're playing good or not, Lakers are in the mode. And you know Lakers are coming. LeBron is playing playing so comfortable out there. He, he's um he's he's in a gear. You can see him last night. He's just in a different gear. You can't right. stop him. He's picking his spots. He's picking you apart. Um, and it's scary because our shooters are not hitting. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they're not hitting threes. You know, they'll hit every once in a while. You know, but I'm waiting for um, KCP to really hit it up in gear because he's struggling right, right. with his shot he's coming. a lot. He's coming. Matthew Stevenson is struggling, but he's coming. Um, yeah. uh, also, Kuzma is struggling with his shot uh, as of late. And so, but we're still finding ways to win, and that's what championship teams do. And I think that the Jazz better be careful because they only they yeah. they, they, they losing some games now. But right. I'm not worried about the Lakers, bro. Right, right, and the Lakers. Yeah. It's not about the one seed. The Lakers is not about the two C. It's not about the three C. I didn't want to be top three. The Lakers do want to be top three, um, you know. But oh, it's not about the one C. Yeah, we Lakers. don't want to fall it's, that low. No, we don't want to fall. We don't want to fall past three. But it's the long term, and I, it's very interesting that you said that you would give up Kuzma. And I know, I know, I know you're a Kuzma fan, and I, I you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on Kuzma like that. Yo, but he's been balling these last couple of games. These last four games since the All-Star break and that game going into the All-Star break, Kuzma has been hooping. And everybody knows I hate Kuzma. Like, everybody knows it. But Kuzma has been playing. And, Leon, I was saying this Such on a strong word. one of my guys just Well, I, I don't hate him, Leon. Okay, I don't, I don't hate you, Kuzma. I don't hate you. I just think you made some bonehead plays when it's not necessary, man, especially when you shoot air balls at the free throw line on a technical foul. And you shooting the ball to the left, like come on, bro. Like anyway, <laughs> he's young. Come, remember when Kobe Kobe did the exact same thing, two air ball threes in a row. He's young. 
But he's not Kobe, though. But he's not Kobe. And, and, and we know what Kuzma is. And we know what Kuzma's going to bring. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but Kuzma is a viable piece, and his contract is very tradable. You know, that contract is very nice and very tradable. And people like Kuzma around the league. And you said it before. Mm-hmm. Kuzma can average 20-something points a game on a different team. You know, mm-hmm. um, but on this team, I just think that if we can get somebody, also Leon, if we can get somebody like a Drummond, if we can get another three, a three ball shooter, uh, Wesley Matthews hasn't really, and it, 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 it could just be the offense. I know you said it before where uh, Markeith Morris, you know, he took him a little bit of time to kind of get familiar with the offense, mm-hmm. kind of understand where to be on the court. And I'm thinking that might be the same type of situation with Wesley Matthews because Wesley Matthews looks a lot better when he's with the second unit. Than, than he does when he's with LeBron on the court. And I think that's just like an understanding of mm-hmm. where LeBron likes to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I give Matthew Stevenson to the playoff because it's going to take some it, – it'll take a while to figure out how to play. Um, and, and the shots are not as wide open as they would mm-hmm. be when Anthony Davis is on the floor. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to get more wide open looks right now. Teams are able to close out a little quicker because they're only focusing on our offense is LeBron James. Um, he's the only person that, that requires attention, that amount of attention on defense. And so the shots are their teams are able to close out a little quicker. And so, uh, but once Anthony, Anthony Davis get back, the full team get back, I think that, uh, Lakers are going to be 100% fine. I think Matthew Stevenson, I'm still giving him a long rope until Wesley the playoffs to get it together. But his defense, yeah, Wesley Matthews. Um, and KCP, is. I'm not worried about KCP. KCP is going to be fine. He's going to turn it up. He has another gear. <clears throat> and we saw it last year in the, in, in the playoffs. He was that yeah. man. If it wasn't for KCP, you know, we would have lost a few of those, a couple of those games. Um, right. So, all in all, I think that uh, Kuzma's playing well. I, I mean, the, for, for me, it doesn't matter if he goes. Uh, I mean, I would love to see him stay because it seemed like he's starting start starting to settle in his role. Um, <clears throat> and that's what you want for a young player, to figure that out. And he's figured out his role. And um, like I said, he has the opportunity to learn from the greatest, one of the arguably one of the greatest players to ever lace up the, lace up the sneakers. And so you can't pay for those type of things. Right. You know, that's why Anthony Davis saw that the benefit of staying around LeBron because you stay around LeBron, you're going to pick up something, you know, right. uh, 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 Horton Tucker, he's learning. He's a sponge, you know? And so the Lakers are getting strong, man. Lakers are getting stronger. They're getting stronger. They're, they're a true team, complete team. They need a piece, but they don't need a piece. You know, they can get better, but they don't need to get better. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, y'all. And it's always interesting when you're tuning in to the Morning Grits Pack podcast. Hey, this is Grits on the go. And, hey, Leon, thank you so much, man, for, for coming in today, spending your time with me here, man. I love always to hear your takes on basketball, the NBA, and sports, man. So, you know, it's always real when you come through. Oh, man. I'm just glad to be back, man. It's been, it's been way too long, but... uh you know, hopefully we uh we we in this thing every week pushing out uh, these episodes, man, and get back in the grind. Yeah, we here. One and Gris is here. You know, season two. Everybody tune in. You can follow us on YouTube. Go ahead, put that uh, subscribe button. 
make sure you subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and press the like button. Uh, also, the notifications so you know exactly when uh, Morning Grits podcast will be uh, bringing videos out to you. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Morning Grits uh, on Instagram. You can follow I am Leon Holly on Instagram and at J with the Grits on Instagram as well, too. And we here. And just let me know. Are you with the grits?